Welcome to the Hidden Why podcast, episode 1082. This is my interview with Karen Pudetti, and we're discussing her book, Rags to Riches. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. Great to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here today. Well, we're, we're here to talk about your book today. Karen, you've got a book that was just launched um, called Rags to Riches, How Beauty Icons Made It Big. Now, I want to really focus on not so much to how you can make a um, a successful uh, saloon business that you've done yourself, but more the entrepreneurial journey that you went through, I suppose. So I'm sure you can share a lot of insight into that. Yes. Um, well, first, when I I started the journey about the book, when I realized I was doing consulting for salons and spas around the United States, and I realized at that point in time that one of the biggest things in our industry was that a lot of the um, the people who were the owners were phenomenal mm-hmm. at what they did. They were great hair cutters, stylists, colorist, groomers, nails, eyebrows. They're phenomenal. But what, what they would then do is go into owning their own business. And instead of doing what they're fantastic at, they started trying to run a business. And that's where things went really tricky. Right. Yeah. So a lot of times they're used to making all the money, but now they're making money to run the business and they truly do not know how to run the business. So that gives us a a bit of your backstory then. So you started out, um, you were actually an accountant, weren't you? Or yep. I was an an accountant and um I left the CPA world and went to corporate America tried that for a while. And I really realized that like I was missing my passion. I I love the numbers, um, but I just, I was missing a lot and I wasn't. Yeah. And I didn't feel like that was my real true passion in life. So when I was a little girl, I remember my mom teaching modeling. And one day my sisters and I got to go with her and we got our hair done, our makeup done, and with all the real models, and um, had pictures done. And I just remember being like eight years old thinking, oh, wow, you know, I'm not this geeky little kid. I kind of look cool today and mature. And I just remember feel- that feeling of like confidence and I could do anything. And I just always kept going back to that day and that moment. And I thought, I want to go to the beauty industry and I want to give people that moment that I once had. I think it was a game changer, kind of like you can do anything you put your mind to it. Tell us about that because that's an important part of the Hidden White podcast. I suppose we talk about this often, you know, doing something for the sake of the career or earning money as opposed to doing something that you love, which will turn into a, a brilliant career, you know, and earning money. Um, and what you follow first. How did you reconnect? I mean, because a lot of people, I think, get down the track and go, oh, I can't do anything else. This is, you know, what I've studied for and this is what I'm doing. How did you find that? I just, well, after I told my parents that I was quitting a job that I was making really good money at a very mm. young age, and they, my mother thought I lost my mind, my dad said, go ahead, try it. He goes, if, if the worst thing happens, he goes, what would it be? And I go, I'd fail. And he goes, and then what? I said, I'd go back to accounting. He goes, so try. So it was good that I got the encouragement. And I did. I thought, okay. I knew really young I wanted to own my own business. 
So I thought, okay, I went back to school and got my aesthetics license, my waxing, my electrolysis, anything I could. And I thought I'll start out and I wanted to be, you know, a stay at home mom and I'll start out working out of my house. And I did that, but I really kind of knew long-term down the road at some point, I wanted a bigger business. I wanted people working for me and I actually wanted to own a building and not mm-hmm. have a liability, but an asset. Right. Um, just quickly, what's um, aesthetics license? Uh, yeah. So aesthetics covers um, everything other than the hair. So face, eyebrows, um, eyelash extensions, right. body treatments, anything to do the skin. Okay. And you need a license for that? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So um, found your passion, went out and gave it a go. What's your word of advice for people that are sitting there in a career now where they're going, I, you know, this is good, but I really want to do my, my follow my passions. Figure out, be, be strategic at it. Figure out where you want to be. So if you're here now and you want to be here, what are the small steps you're going to take to actually you need to take to get you there? So don't just kind of throw your job out the window and say, let me start this. Maybe it is that you go to school part-time or um, and you still keep your job and that way you're saving money so you can start working out, you know, working on your own. Um, so be very strategic, save money in advance, have a business plan, um, and make sure you take the steps and write down everything, the steps you think you'll need to take to get you where you want to be. And then start going and interviewing. Like I have a lot of young people come to me and say, can I interview you? Can I talk to you? Go find somebody that's doing what you want to do and go talk to them and ask them for advice. Ask them to be, if they could mentor you. Okay. That's good advice. Yeah. So don't necessarily throw it all in at once and just, you know, go after it. Did you do that or did you have some savings built up and went for it? Like what was your process? Well, my first process was, yes, I had quite a bit of savings um, saved up. I knew immediately that um, I started a business part-time so I could work doing other things. So I was an accountant doing um, doing different side jobs. So I had that. So when I got my education, I started like two days, two and a half days a week out of my house but I also had my my other income coming in all the time. So when I knew I wanted to do that for a while, the other thing I knew is that I couldn't immediately just have all this money coming in. I was going to spend it. I needed to save as much as possible and reinvest it back into what I was doing. So I did mm. that for years. Okay. Okay. So um, fast track now, starting the business to where you are now. What does the business look like today? Uh, my business here, um, I have over 50 employees. I have a 9,000 um, square, well, I have a 16,000 square foot building. I, my spa and salon um, occupy 9,000 square feet. So I do that. I have an amazing manager that if something happened to me tomorrow, she could carry on and the business wouldn't crumble. So that was important. Um, so that's what my personal business is. And then what I did is do consulting for other salons and spas around the United States, too. So, yeah. Okay. And how over how many years have you built up this business? Um, I'm going into 20 years. 
now. So, okay. yep. So I decided at one point, come as, you know, stay at home mom, work from the home, and then just kept taking little steps further and further. Yeah, because you started from started from home part time, right? A couple of days yep. a week. Yeah, a couple of days a week, two, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and a half day Saturday. But um, I worked long days, and I made um, six figures doing that out of my house. Out of but your I house. saved, yeah, I saved eighty five percent of all that because I knew okay. I wanted to keep doing something. Okay, so you saved all that, and then eventually got to a point where you could go into a building. Did you rent first? Yes, I I actually bought a very small salon, okay. and, or, or or spa, I should say, spa, small spa. Spa. And, yeah, What's spa. the difference? Um, salon is all hair. Spa is all the um, facials, massaging, okay. pedicures, manicures, things of that nature. So I bought one, and I didn't realize it was thirty days from bankruptcy. So. Thankfully, I only bought it at an asset business, so I didn't buy any of her uh, losses and things of that nature. So I had to really turn that business around very, very quickly. So I had to make some tough decisions on how are they really going to get paid now differently than what they were, what vendors we were going to use, um, everything. So I restructured it pretty quickly. And within the end of that year, um, we made a profit of $250,000. Wow. Brilliant. Yes. So that was it. And again, I did everything very small. I never jumped from like at home to, you know, 9,000 square foot, foot salon. So then what, after the um, spa was making a profit, I took on space next door and added the salon. So the uh-huh. hair piece. And then in 2008, I was the second one in all of Rochester to bring in a um, laser hair re- removal machine for that. And that really jumped us to the next level in financial income. Okay. Well, so um, lots lots to share in that 20-year journey, no doubts, the ups and downs. And in your book, that's what you do, right? You share the stories, not only of yourself, but you go out there and interview other successful icons in the industry. Is that correct? Yes. So what I did is I picked um, 12 people of all different areas and I wanted to talk about their journey and um, who they were because they're they're like, for instance, Damone Roberts, he's the eyebrow, eyebrow guru to like Beyonce, Oprah, Rihanna, everybody that's gigantic. He does. Um, oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. And I have a hair one one um person. Inca, she was a groomer to um, the Jonas Brothers, and she would fly around. They'd have her wherever they were in the world. Every 10 days, she'd come come out and fly there and cut their hair. And it was like Barbara was a um, professional model. And then she went into this side of the industry where she was performing services as she got older. And she ended up, she's Tom Hanks' groomer. So the people I picked have like celebrity status all the way around yeah how so, do they get to a celebrity status like how do you become the man the eyebrow man that does all these celebrities eyebrows like that's just it's interesting to me well they each have drive and passion and kind of like gumption i mean they just went for it they they knew that they wanted something bigger and they worked their way to it. And I have to say, everybody in the book had a pretty humble beginning. And some of them 
had like a rough upbringing. So uh, to where they are now, it's an amazing stories. Um, but they all, none, none of them did it just on like a fluke or, oh, you know, look what happened to me. It was very planned out, very strategized. Um, and they kind of knew where they wanted to end up. And they figured, this is where I am. This is where I want to be. How am I, what am I going to do one year, two year, three year, five year, 10 year? And they basically wrote it all out. One of um, my hairstylist, Drew Schaefer, he knew that he wanted to do models hair. You know, that was what he wanted to do. And so he, on a Friday night, would get all his girlfriends or friends, you know, lady friends, they they would do their hair. He'd bring in a makeup artist. They'd do the makeup. They'd dress the nines, and they'd go out in California and L.A., some of the big places. Oh, we just had a momentary loss there with Karen. Sorry about that. I'm not sure what happened there. So back. they would, yes, they would arrive in a limo and kind of walk in, and everyone would ask, "Oh my God, your hair looks great. Your makeup looks great." And he became very well known to a lot of stars very quickly from doing that. Yeah. Right. So a few things necessary that you've come across, um, it seems like vision is important, um, a good plan, and then you also mentioned some some other traits, which was drive, grit. Yes. And I think there was one more there that, I, that slips me now. Talk to me about these facets of, of making successful entrepreneurs. Like, what do we need? Um, you have to have the guts, one mm -hmm. to do it you have to have the you know if you're going towards building your own you know salon or spa you have to know that not every day is going to be a good day and when you have a crappy day what are you going to do with it you'll mm -hmm. just learn from your mistakes and move forward um and you, you gotta sometimes have you know no one's going to love your ideas and you won't find so much support until after you actually make it and then people are like oh good for you congratulations but you tend to get a lot of people who are in your ear and i kind of call them the shitty itty bitty committee where they're just like no you shouldn't do that you're not going to be able to make money you gotta say yeah yeah i will I'll do what it takes so you gotta yeah sort of block those people out and stick with your plan that you've come yeah. up with so that's, yeah. that's probably an important piece of advice to have that plan there. So when you do experience those days or when you experience that, you know, that negative talk that you can go back to your plan and go, hang on, no, this is the plan, this is the vision and keep going. Yeah. What did you have in your life or your toolbox that you helped keep you aligned and in that state of mind? Day-to-day uh, -day routines I, maybe. I think being just hard-headed at times when I just set, when I just, Say I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna yeah. do something. Um, it just I believed in myself, and I and really the other thing is in our industry, I really wanted to help the beauty industry become a better industry because in our industry, twenty percent normally uh, before the pandemic, twenty percent of all businesses would close in our beauty industry within the first two years. 
32% of the salons and spas closed after the pandemic. 80% of salons and spas aren't making a profit. They're running in the red. And only 1.7% of all salons and spas hit the million dollar mark. Mm. So one of the things I really wanted to do was to give our industry um, the tools to be able to run a successful business. Because we have a business. The one thing that's great about our business, no one can tell us how much money we can or can't make. Someone doesn't say, oh, you only get a 3% raise this year. You know, the sky's the limits. Um, but how are you going to get there? How are you going to run the business, basically? Um, so I really wanted to give, the book is fun because it tells people stories. Then there's an assessment. And the assessment, or the book itself, covers anybody from starting up a business to somebody trying to hit the million-dollar mark. Okay. Um, and then after the assessment, there dives into different things: leadership, what, who's your niche client, marketing, your PLs, branding. So there's each chapter something different, and then it starts talking about it. And then after I decided the book was good, I, I kept wanting to put more and more and more into the book, and I I was like, wait a minute. I need more of a course. So what I did is I actually have a course, Rags to Riches okay. in Action. And mm -hmm. that is a step-by-step -step how to do the business. It's kind of like everything I did for my business and everything I I do for my consulting clients um, is in that the course okay. itself. That's an online um, course that people can do? Yep. It's an online course. It's a module course. It dives really deep into everything. Um, and it's really like it's retail true. business ownership sort of thing. Yes. You yep. know, how, how to, and like in our industry, like um, our back bar percentage should only be seven, 8%. Most of the time it's like 20%. So our, there's the, the basics of our industry, what, what the norm should be to become okay. profitable and stuff in that as well. So it's, it's not really just about um, beginning a journey. It's it's about when you're in there, you know, what to expect and, and tools to guide you through that as well. Also, oh, yeah. Sounds of it. Yeah, absolutely. Like one chapter is on leadership. Um, you know, no one kind of teaches leadership or how to get a team all working together, moving forward. Um, and one of the things that I had like a trouble with at one point was how am I going to get my team all on the same page to work forward? I was kind of a type A personality. Let's do this. Let's do this. And like 48, 49 other people were like, well, I want to feel, you know, emotionally supported. And so I actually decided I need to take a course. And I went out and I um, took a course on leadership and communication. And the first exercise we did, it was, here's me, you know, a, uh, typical type A kind of person and everybody who was that worked for me at the time was polar opposites from me and so they were much more feeling and interpreting and so I really realized okay if I want to lead this team we've got to come to some mutual agreement on how we you know I lead how we communicate and how everyone feels like we're all moving to get together ahead mm, yeah okay so you just go out there and keep learning as you yeah. go through it, I guess you've got to do that um, because there's probably parts of you that have the weaknesses that don't fill that gap. 
Did you find ways to find other people to help you fill those gaps that you were perhaps missing in as well? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. That is one of the keys to um, for me in running my business. I'm good with numbers. There's certain things I'm really good at. Social yeah. media, for example, I'm terrible, 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 <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah. So I had to hire people to so, do social media. Um, I don't like interviewing people because I want to give everyone the job and and I'm thinking, oh, that wasn't a very good fit. So I, I hired someone who was really good at managing people, hiring, and she does way better at me. So one of the things in our industry is when we, you know, someone who's great at what they do, they start their own business. They're not really great at all, everything. And I tell my, I tell people, do what you're a genius at. And hire the people to do things you're not good at. You'll save time. You'll save money. And that is huge. You know, um, and I think that's one big lesson is if you're like great at hair or nails, that's what you do. That's what you should be teaching. Not trying to figure out where you lost $20,000. That should be somebody else watching that and helping you with that. Okay. How do you spot the weaknesses in your business? Like when you're running, I mean, is it just from the, the profit and loss statement? Like what, what do you do to identify those areas that need the focus? Two things. Mm -hmm. um, the beginning of the year, I sit down with my, my managers and I say, what are our goals for this year? Um, like last year, last three years, our massage department has increased revenue by 30% each year. So that was one of our goals, but we were like, okay, if we're going to do that, how are we going to do that? So then I go to the massage department. And I say, how do you guys want to handle this? And that we talked about doing all add-ons of all different types. Um, we, I have someone who went out and got migraine therapy as part of, part of massage. So they love that too, because I'm going to give them money towards their education. And in the end, their um, commission will go up and their, you know, financial status will go up. So I have most of the people on my staff will make six figures, but it's because it's a give and take. You know, they tell me, I want to do that. How are we going to do it? And we break down the numbers and then we figure out the way to do it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And now in your business, do you have do you have a manager in place? Do you have other uh, mentors or coaches help you through the business? Yeah. So every time I have someone coming new to us, they get, um, you know, say someone's in the um, nail department. I'll have mm. one of the nail girls mentor that person. So there's a uh -huh. buddy. So they always have someone they can go to ask questions to as well. Um, and that that's kind of nice because they never feel too lost or like, what should I do now? Or where's what, you know, if I want to go to this education, what do I do? They, they have someone they can ask like basic information to. So, and it also makes my team work better as a team, as opposed to as individuals competing with each other. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That's a good idea. How do you deal with um, probably my final question, but just like uh, obviously staff development, um, people like you that maybe start off, get to a point where they just go, I want more, I want to do my own thing. Like, what do you, how do you nurture that? Um, so a lot of times what will happen is if they want to go, you know, different licenses, want to go in different departments, we'll figure out a way, you know, I'll pay some, but I always make um, the individual pay some because they have to have their own money in the game too. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of people come to me and say, Karen, you know, I love being part of this, but you know, 
I am will be better on my own. And there are some people who are, you know, meant to do that and will do a great job. And so um, I actually will kind of mentor them and coach them through it. Like, make sure you do this. You know, here's what you need for setup. This is what you needed the first month. This is what you're going to need going for further. Um, so I would, to me, that's a win-win for everybody. Um, mm. You know, I'm happy mentoring and seeing someone, you know, succeed. They're doing the thing that they really love. So, yeah, I'm perfectly I actually look at them as like my kids flourishing in life. So yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. So obviously your book's out on uh, Amazon Rags to Riches, How Beauty Icons Made It Big. Uh, you've got the course. You said, how else can people reach out to you and find out more about your course and things like that? Yes, they can contact me a couple of ways. Um, my email address is kpadetti, P U. D-E-T-T-Y-T-T-I at luxspa.com or they also can go to iconic www.iconicriches.com rags to riches and then www.iconicriches um, rags to riches a few riches. links there yeah yep. in action I'll, I'll so, stick yeah. all the links in the show notes guys so check it out at thehiddenwire.com the links will be there for um, connecting with Karen Karen thank you so much for coming on today Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Guys, check it out at thehiddenwire.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is lee manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon